Come on in. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. Two sisters who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Hi there, sister. Hey, lady. You sound a little nasal today. I'm not nasal-ish. Oh, well, you're not feeling 100%, but you're devoted to our listeners. I am. I'm not sure if it's allergies or a summer cold, but I'm here and I'm having a nice cup of Chinese hot tea. Yes. No cocktails for us today. No cocktails today. We'll get you feeling good. Well, I wanted to give a couple of housekeeping things before we jump into today's episode. One, if you haven't joined our mailing list, you need to do that. So click the link in our show notes to sign up. It'll take you under a minute to do that. All we do is send one email out per month. We're not going to over... Overdo it. Yeah. We always have something fun, though, to share that's a little bit beyond what we talk about here on the podcast. So it's a quick read, but we want to make sure you guys are in the know. Two, follow us on Instagram. Please. And (laughs) if you do already follow us on Instagram at Steel Magnolias Podcast, then you already know that we just launched a giveaway this week. It's a good one. Um, It's going to go for a couple of weeks, and we are going to talk about that giveaway at the end of today's episode because it ties into what we're talking about. But it's just fun to share extra content with you guys on stuff we're talking about on the show and also a fun way to interact with you as well. So make sure we have a podcast group on Facebook as well, and we want more interaction happening there. So yeah, yeah, hopefully. You guys will jump in on that as well. Yeah. So today is um, also a mega topic. (laughs) We are talking about Southern interiors. Yes. A few weeks back, we talked about Southern exteriors and porches. That's right. And we knew we couldn't do the inside of a Southern home all in one episode with the outside. So Yeah, it's even hard to do just one episode on this, but we're going to do the best we can. Um, Yeah, it's kind of an intimidating topic because, as we've mentioned a lot on here, hospitality is... That's just it. ...a big deal in the South, and it's one of those characteristics that a lot of people um, compliment Southerners on. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of pride in our homes. That's right. In making them beautiful and homey and peaceful and welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're going to spend some time talking about Southern interiors. I thought I might start with a quote from Dominique Browning. She was the editor-in-chief of House and Garden from 1995, I think it was, yeah, to 2007. Okay. A a long stretch. Um, But this was a story that appeared in Southern Living's 50-year anniversary magazine. I feel like I referenced that a lot on here. Years ago. Yeah. But it was such a great resource that I I draw from it from time to time. Um, But Dominique Browning, she says, The bedrooms with those dark, heavy thrones, those repositories Mm -hmm. of family history, four-poster mahogany temples passed down from generation to generation, this is the kind of furniture that you can't haul up four floors of a New York brownstone. The (laughs) The kind of brown stuff... That simply doesn't relocate comfortably because it was meant to stay forever in its first home. 
Once upon a time, Southern style meant a dining room that was used every night, meals served at a table with leaves that could easily accommodate six more guests at the, at the last moment, wow. and it meant cooking on all eight burners in a serious kitchen full of dangerous tools. <laughs> none, none of <laughs> this open floor plan. With everyone hanging out over the granite island. The kitchen was a private place. Chocolate cakes and blueberry pies cooled on racks on the back porch. Still, today's southern style takes its cues from such warm antecedents. And I predict a return of the cook's privacy any day now. We'll start to admire the good old-fashioned closed plans, i.e. rooms. Now, this is interesting because... Beans that I live in an old house, it is you have all rooms. private rooms. Yes. And I sometimes catch myself, particularly in the kitchen, thinking, I wish it was open where I could see other rooms. You yeah. know, like if you have people over, this kitchen's kind of small for having people stand in it and cook in Which it. is always where people want to congregate that's in right. the kitchen. Yeah. But that's the only room that I find myself wanting it to be more open. Okay. These hugely open floor plans, I don't, I'm not necessarily a big fan of everything being so open, yeah. but yeah. I, I do wish my kitchen was a little more open. Yeah. But. Well, you've done well to move and eat in space into your kitchen yeah. area so that At someone can sit here yeah. and talk to you or... Yeah. Finish their dinner while you're cleaning plates or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just thought that was so That's interesting. Good, yeah. And and I loved what she was talking about, the um, just sturdiness. Bulky and furniture yeah. that wasn't intended to be moved all the time. Right? These, yeah. like, we talked about wood chests last week on mm-hmm. our antiques episode. I mean, some of those chests are incredibly heavy. They weren't yeah. meant to, they were not suitcases to be right. moved around, you know? <laughs> That's right. And there was some great furniture that was built largely because their closets were tiny. So, True. You know, these closets here, this hasn't had a major renovation where there's walk-in closets. So, yeah, um, that's a, just an interesting thing that played into the interiors as yep. well, as you would have the big armoires to hold your clothes. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Um, well, let's talk about just kind of some of your thoughts about different interior styles or yeah. design elements. Well, I wrote, I jotted down some of the things that I think are important in setting up a space. And I'll say from the get-go is budget matters. Like you, yeah. And everybody has one. I mean, some are much more limited than others, but everybody has a budget that they need to stay within. Yeah. And if you don't stay within that, to some degree, are you even going to be able to enjoy the room? Because I think about if you go so far over your budget that now you have to work a lot, you don't even get to sit in that right. room. Or it's that point of contention between a you and family or a marriage. Yeah. That's not worth it. Yeah. So I just wanted to say everybody does have a budget, though some are much larger than others. <laughs> so kind of think through that before you even get started because yeah. that's going to play into what you're able to do. And yeah. there's many things you can do that are not crazy expensive and some that are. Right. So I haven't gotten to do any major renovations of a home or, you know, tearing out walls and that kind of thing. Mine's usually been a lot smaller than that. Yeah. Um, 
but I also enjoy the space I have and dream of what I could do if ever that door opens, yeah. you know, to be able to put more yeah. into it. Well, in the space that we're sitting in, even recording this episode, this was major renovation very, in the sense of making it look totally different yes. on its budget. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the former sunroom laundry room. Yeah. That's now the kitchen, the kitchen. and eat in dining area. And that was a big project, but turned out beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just so much you can do. I, um, but wanted to start with that. Yeah. Just letting the budget kind of shape the direction. Just like everybody's size house or apartment or condo is different. That's right. Your inside's going to be different too in your budget. Yeah. That's right. Well, I think it's important just for telling a story, because again, that's kind of one of the important things to Southerners. Is you you want it to you want your rooms to tell somewhat of a story, not yes. just be um, straight from a catalog or right. something. You want you want some personal touches, and I think one of the best things you can do is mix old and new. Absolutely, freshen things up with some new, but having a little bit of old, and even um, I, I jotted down the note um, to have a focal piece. So something that's kind of one of a kind or very unique. Yeah. Um, And I, funny enough, in some rooms of my house, the focal piece was given to me and I worked the room around it. Yeah. Like I have a really unusual wall hanging that's like a concrete relief kind of thing. Yeah. And it's so unusual that, like, I wanted everything else to be kind of plain in the the room. Everybody asks you about that piece. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting to have, like, a focal piece that you build around. Yeah. Um, And I do think, as you were saying, like, Southerners being storytellers, I mean, we want to share the stories. So this is just kind of our platform. An invitation to ask. To be, yeah, to have something to talk about. Tell me about this. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's important to have meaningful items around you in rooms, not every single thing, but have a few things that are, were either passed down or that you found it's, you know, there's, that there's a story to even where you got it or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, have you noticed (laughs) that there are certain items that are popular right now in terms of decor that are reproductions that, like, oh, you yeah. wouldn't know. For instance, the dough bowl. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Those okay, are- so I got a dough bowl from Pottery Barn. Okay. It was on my registry for my wedding. I didn't know that that was a dough bowl. I just okay. thought it was this cool um, Pottery Barn piece. Yeah. But then I, in doing research for this, I started looking into different decor items, and I'm like, oh, that's a dough bowl. I got that from Pottery Barn. I didn't know that that was a place to provide a snug, warm area for bread to rise. not funny? And, yeah. So, I don't think that you would look at mine and think it was like an heirloom piece, but I don't know. Some Somebody people might, might think that that is. Or that's right. 10 years, they might think it's a real antique and it's it is not. funny isn't it another one that comes in my mind is i'm seeing so many of these tobacco baskets yes i mean there are real tobacco baskets yeah. out of 
Kentucky barns that right. you could just hang up over your fireplace. But I'm also seeing them in Ballard Design Catalog. Right. Like, like different things like that. TJ Maxx Home Goods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it probably never touched tobacco. But no. It's supposed to look like cotton wreath, co- cotton yeah. wreaths yeah. or cotton, um, just different pieces of cotton yeah. to just kind of put That's in. That's seen in a lot of Southern um, decor now. Anyway, I just, yeah, between what we're talking about, I think it's funny to think you may even not intentionally be fooling somebody, but if you're thinking, oh, I don't have any new and old mixed up in the room, you might, you, you just might. don't know it. That's like, right. The dough bowl might be serving as the old piece and That's you didn't right. even realize it. Like something old. Exactly. That's fun. Yeah. And I think also, um, Another, well, I'm going to start with saying this. When I first started trying to shape rooms into what I wanted them to look like, yeah, I started thinking about what rooms do I like in other people's houses and what is it I like about it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's important to me is for it to feel comfortable. I yes. want it to, I want there to like already have thought through like, Oh, there's coaster for me to put my drink down. There's a blanket. If I get cold, yes, those kinds of things sitting around where it just feels, there's a side table for me to, yeah. yeah. Uh So pay attention to things you like in rooms that you like. And what is it that you like about it? And, um, another, another thing I jotted down here was I like a mix of patterns and textures. Yeah. Um, I remember going in a house one time that was very high budget. Okay. (laughs) And when I walked in, while everything in the house was beautiful, it literally was restoration hardware. I mean, when when I say literally, I mean, it looked like they had literally just picked out this room, that room, that room from restoration hardware. Right. I want to say I love... The look of restoration yeah, hardware. Yeah, got really pretty things. But it's quite boring when you walk into a house right. and it looks like you're in the catalog. Yeah. No yeah. storytelling at all in yeah. that. Yeah. So it's so much more fun if there's a mix of, you know, some wood and some glass and yeah. some stripe and some pattern. And yeah. Like just a mix of different yeah. textures and and I think Southern designers, which I know we're going to get into some specific ones later, I think Southern interior designers err on the side of a lot of mix. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. Like, so much so that, you know, sometimes I'm going, okay, I'd have to take at least a couple of these things out because there's just too- such a colorful palette happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's been kind of a movement... For a short while now, of such plain, right, farmhouse style, yeah. yeah, some of which I really like, yeah, but it almost gives goes to the other extreme where everything's so plain, yes, yeah. Um, so there again, yeah. I like more of a mix of changing it up, yeah, and, um, having a lot of different mix of textures and patterns, agree, yeah. Um, uh, a couple of other things. Personally, I like, um, I love hardwood floors with rugs. Oh, hardwood floors are great. Um, so pretty to have, yes. you know, the even 
change in that of having the rug kind of pop off the yeah. off the floor and and it can set the tone of the sitting area yeah that kind of thing and you can bring in some great color even with rugs yeah and that's true it's a whole nother design element that um you can have fun with yeah is doing rugs and makes it comfortable too yeah yeah um and then I like, I, I a, a while back, um, I love travel. Mm-hmm. And with travel, I think that is a fun way to bring in some creativity in your decor. Yes. Of buying a memento from your travels that brings yeah. in something into your home. Yeah. You know, just to remember the trip or... Remember a great moment. Yeah. Something like that. And that does not have to... I mean, that could go in any budget. Sure. It yeah. could be you found this $5 print that you had framed yeah. from a gift shop somewhere. Or it could be if you've got the budget and you're in Turkey, buy some, you know, thousands and thousands of dollar Persian rug. <laughs> I mean... Whatever the budget, yeah, you can yeah. make it work with yeah. travel yeah. Um, purchases. Never bought any Persian rugs yet. But. <laughs> well, I haven't bought any Persian rugs either, but I, I've drooled on a few, and I got to in Turkey, and it was a funny story because... Oh, did they think you were serious and then get frustrated? Well, I had no idea rugs could have as many digits in the price <laughs> as they had in these. And it's a long story, but I was with a group that really was interested in these rugs. I was out of my element. And so I was floored yeah. when they were giving out the pricing because it fit. They were showing the ones that fit with most of the group's budget. Wow. And so I was just alone, like, whoa. Yeah, like, I'll be outside. Yeah. But I loved getting to see that. Yeah. Like, it was really a cool thing. But um, anyway, buying a nice rug that you can afford, whatever yeah. that price range is, that's um, an important piece of yeah. the design element. Um, but with the travel piece, like I said, in any budget, I mean, I found when I went to Scotland one time, I fell in love with these cows called Highland Coo. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> came back cooing over the coos. <laughs> they have hair bangs. bangs. It's the cutest thing. So I got a pillow that had a Highland Coo so on it. Yes. And it sits in my living room. And I remember that trip, that yeah. precious creature. Yeah. And it's a cute pillow. Yeah. So there's just it things in any price range that you can find or even framing a photograph yeah. from your trip. Yeah. Um, so that's just that's a, fun. a design element that I've tried to bring in and and then the last one I wanted to mention personally is I love to bring some literal life into a room with life plants. Yes. So. What do you think about mix, having a mix of both? Because we've been talking about a mix of things. So what about live and fake plants? Are you only for live I plants? personally am only, well, I have one fake thing that somebody gave me that I actually like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's small. But for the most part, I like live. But I think if it's, um, there's some that look pretty real. Yeah. So make sure it looks pretty real. And that kind of stuff can get, collect dust. And if it gets any dust on it, it looks gross to me. (laughs) So true. (laughs) So you're going to have to stay on that part. Whereas with a live plant, I just, in watering it, it, that doesn't happen. Right. Because there's nothing worse than a nasty, dusty 
fake plant. So I I err on no fake, but if it was up high enough and you kept it dusted or it was real enough looking and you kept it shiny, I guess that would maybe be okay. (laughs) Mostly just bring the outdoors in. (laughs) Bring the outdoors in. Yeah. Even with color, like it's fun to have some greens and things that look, bring life. Yeah. So that's just a few of my personal. Love it. Things I wanted to mention. And then, yeah, I mean, I would just say overall, bold colors, wallpapers, um, you know, I think I'm seeing even more and more homes that may not be deemed as a full Southern interior, at least take on a wallpaper pattern, like in a guest bathroom. Yeah. Or like just On a wall. Sometimes just one wall, you can have a bold pattern and it's really fun. Yeah. That's one thing I do think there's many things designers can help you with, but they just have a particular eye that's creative and different than, than most of us have. Yeah. And they see those kinds of possibilities of textures and we could do this on this wall and we could put this over that buffet and they just see more. They do. It's pretty awesome to watch when they're so visionary. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you do need to hire somebody to help you with yeah. that kind of thing. Well, the other thing before we jump into designers that I would say is definitely an element that's a part of a lot of Southern interiors is crown molding. That's a big yes. design element. And so, you know, crown molding and a functional sis, since it can cover cracks that could form between the wall and the ceiling, um, It's especially common in older homes, but the decorative purpose of crown molding is the enduring reason for its popularity. It's just gorgeous. You know, even from the very start, I think crown molding was meant to make a house just look more elaborate. Crowned, I guess. Crowned, yeah. Um, So, yeah, it might be hiding some cracks, but let's be honest. Like, that's not why a lot of people put crown molding Right. In their home. Right. They can tell themselves that maybe, but it does add so much. And it doesn't just have to sit between oh. wall and ceiling. It can frame windows. windows it can frame doors. It can, you know, it can just go through the middle of a wall. Yeah. What do they call that? The chair? That chair rail? Chair rail, There's yeah. even um, elements that they'll bring molding in to make, you know... Squares in the wall. In the wall. Like draw your attention. Draw your attention to things. They'll even sometimes, a designer will put a pattern inside that. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, the possibilities are endless. But and there's just even a large uh, range of how elaborate even crown molding can be. You can have a simple molding That's or right. a very elaborate, intricate molding. But that so. is a way to really up the ante in a room. Yeah. And you can even possibly do that yourself. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of the things I was going to say about when you're trying to stick with a budget, one is paint is a really inexpensive way to make a big transformation. Yes. So if your budget is really small, that might be where you want to stay okay, is yeah. doing something like that's that. That's very true. And then maybe the next step would be thinking about perhaps, I mean, molding again, large budget range yeah. there, but maybe doing a little bit of molding or decorative pillows yeah. is like kind of the next yeah. step of bringing in yeah. some things on a not too crazy budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the overall theme, I think, of everything that we're speaking about is a southern home in its interior is collected. Yeah. Like, it's true. It's just... That's why it morphs all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got this, so now I'm moving that here yeah. and this here. Yeah. So it should feel like a collection yeah. of your favorite things, if you will. Um, so we were asked to be on a tour of homes. Yes. Um, several years ago. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the year. Was it 2012? I think so. Yeah. I think that sounds right. Um, which was such an honor. Such an honor. I mean, it was because of the street we live on. Right. It wasn't like they picked various homes all over the city. It was this street that we lived on and or live on and invite they invited the homes on that street to yeah. participate. I think they wanted about 10 homes to participate and it coincided with um, an annual event they do every year and it was um, around Christmas time so yeah. it was candlelight and um, they had the little what do you call those luminaries, luminaries yeah. down the road. It was road really, was blocked off where you could just walk. It was so cool. Yeah, but yeah, we got to participate in that, and it was funny because we don't have a house full of antiques and fine furniture. So I was, you know, we had a discussion: do we want to participate? Like, you know. Yeah. But we really felt like strongly that we should. Well, it was like once in a lifetime opportunity, yeah. and. It was a great experience. We got tons of... The house has never been more clean. We were like <laughs> brushing the Shining baseboards <laughs> with toothbrushes. <laughs> it did look good. But um, in addition to that, we got to go in the homes of our neighbors and yes. see their places, which you don't get to do much anymore. Especially not in that sort of setting where everyone's like... It wasn't truly Christmas time, but a lot of people had already gone and right. put up with some Christmas decorations because it was close enough. It was the end of very end of November. Yeah. So it was um, very inviting, very warm and like warm and inviting. And yeah. And yeah, when you're decorated for Christmas too, it's next level, right? Because you it have is. like... Everybody's so house looks prettier. better decorated for Christmas. <laughs> but we did feel... Some intimidation. Yeah. So this we is were, where it we gets were, funny. We were one of the more modest homes on the street, even though we were um, very excited to be on the tour. Right. Not only, you know, just in the size of the home, but even in some of the decor in some of these homes were so grand. But we live right across the street from not only this gorgeous home, but the couple who owned it are have a in, beautiful interior design firm. And that was our cross-the-street neighbor. So most of the people who came on the tour went from that home to our home. To our house. So that's how we we were neighbors, and that's how we truly got to know Eric Ross and his wife, Ruth Ann. And they are awesome. They Eric's are business is thriving. He is an interior designer and has... Um, I mean, he's got seasoned experience. He was... Um, or he's been doing this for over 20 years um, his work's been published in Traditional Home, Southern Style, Southern Lady, The Cottage Journal, and he has a gorgeous book out. Coffee table book. Coffee Beautiful. table, yeah. Um, great gift. It's called Enduring Southern Homes, and it's thick. Like, he, he went in depth and walks through. Gorgeous photography. Design, yeah. And so, um, two things. 
One, we connected with him to ask him some of the questions from a design perspective that we felt like um, our listeners might want to know, because it's definitely things we wanted to know. That's right. Um, And then secondly, I'll talk more about the book in just a second. But we asked Eric um, first, who are some of his favorite Southern designers? And he only mentioned one person. He mentioned Richard Keith Langham, I think is how Uh he would say it. Um, for his unapologetic use of color and pattern. So this is... A, Which Eric uses that as well. So yeah. And I can see why he, would, why he, he would, would make that statement. So I looked up um, the designer on Instagram, and we'll put a link in our show notes if you're interested. Um, gorgeous. Yeah. So I picked my favorite, and I was going to show you. Okay. And the <laughs> caption of this room is perfect. It says, can a room be handsome and beautiful at the same time? Oh, come on. That is gorgeous. So, um, yeah, I might have to, I'll share, I'll repost that on our Instagram. Like there's so much glory and joy and that is beautiful. We have oil paintings, we have pops of color and patterns and that's splendid. It really is. Feminine and handsome at, at the, the same, same time. time. I've never seen anything coexist like this. It looks royal. It's gorgeous. I've wanted to... I, I love when that happens, where there's a mix of femininity and masculinity together in a room. Yeah. And I, I it's funny, because I really like a lot of the things like, you know, the dark wood and the plaid fabrics that you'll see like a Ralph Ralph Lauren use and different things like that. And sometimes I go, Oh, is that too masculine? I don't want it. But, but when you alone, it might look that way. But when you do a mix, it can work because there's a pink chair in this room, but there's also a dark mahogany chest and a green velvet chair. I mean, that's pretty bright green and a dark mahogany coffee table. Yeah. So you can do mixes like that. But Eric is, yeah, he's got such an eye. Um, it's a gift. Definitely see influence in him from um, Charles. I don't really know how to pronounce the name Faudry. That was real popular. He's passed away now, but okay. he's a, was a popular um, Southern designer, and I can okay. see can some see similarities yeah. there. Well, they spend a decent amount over in of High Time, yeah, High Point, North Carolina. Uh-huh. And so we asked them about that as well. Um, like, what's so special about High Point, High Point. North Carolina? Because I knew there was lots of furniture in North Carolina. Right. That kind of thing. But, yeah. Well, he it? said, it, you know, it's really a very small group of companies that everyone knows everyone. And the town of High Point is quintessential small southern town. So it's easy to maneuver. They hire a lot of locals during the Furniture Mart. So it feels like home because it's... Just a lot of Southerners who are working the various showrooms. And, okay. Um, so he likes it, it sounds like, a lot for the people yeah. as well as for the furniture that's there. Um, we asked him about colors and patterns, which, of course, seemed to be the running theme here. And he said, is there anything more Southern than a red damask? I think not. <laughs> I love that. That sounds like Eric. Yes. Um, but he said it may not be in fashion right now, but it's very Southern. Southerners are not shy or vague, so their interiors are typically more expressive. We want guests to know we really bring out our best when doing anything, especially decorating our houses. Yeah. 
which is what I was trying to say at the front end of this episode is it's an expression of us trying to extend that hospitality. That's right. And some people have oil paintings and fine silver. And for somebody else, their best might not be that elaborate, but it's still the best. Yeah. And just having that out for, yeah. for people. Yeah. One of the things that you and I have talked about that designers seem to have as an especially um, unique gift is the way they display things. Yeah. And so we did ask him, you know, any favorite heirlooms or ways to display or showcase. And he said he has, um, he would say the dishes area yeah, is a personal favorite. So he loves to display them on stands or hang them in a wall or a grouping. Yeah. Um, yeah. He does do that a lot, but using dishes. Yeah. And I think he likes a lot of the blue and white Chinese porcelain. He does yeah. some gorgeous things with that. That's another um, piece you'll see a lot in his work. Yeah. Um, you know, he we talked about flowing from room to room. So he was just mentioning, you know, it's important to repeat a motif so that there's linking elements as you go room that to room. color or something yeah. that goes. So I guess makes it have a flow. Not necessarily thinking of rooms in siloed sort of ways, but bring yeah. a thread throughout them. And that's really with any kind of art. I've heard artists say that, even about one piece, how they'll they'll use color through like as a thread. Yeah. So there so that there's a movement of yeah. the eye. Yeah. And that's what you want through a house as you're walking through a house as well. Yeah. Um but you know, like we said, he's got this book. He is very talented and we asked him what was the intent or purpose behind doing a book? Because he's got a business that is busy, keeping and, him busy. Yeah. So why the book? And I loved this. He said, I wrote the book as an antidote to the white room that is a virus spreading everywhere. <laughs> I, have an, I have had an overwhelmingly positive response because the book features colorful layered rooms. I just felt it was time to bring something different in the sea of sameness we see on Instagram and other social media platforms. I think white rooms have become so popular because that's all people are seeing in all media. I just have a different voice and wanted to start at a more inter- start a more interesting conversation about design and decoration. So I love that this book definitely is a mass exodus from the farmhouse, the white farmhouse that yes. has um, really grown in popularity. Um, I, I really feel like with that um, real stark white rooms that we see that are so popular. Yeah. I, I got thinking one day and I thought that's going to be one of those things where people go, Oh my gosh, that's so 2015 or that's so 2018 that's so true. or ship lapped walls. Yeah. Where, you know, just like we say that about the mauve of the eighties. Oh my gosh, that's so eighties. Yes. Um, I feel like, that's you know, so that's going to be, it's not a, it's not something that is timeless. It's right. going to have a yeah. stamp of yeah. when it was. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to give away a book and this is, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to, if you win this book, you're going to think I'd like to give that as a Christmas gift or I'd like to, you're going to keep it for yourself for sure. And then maybe buy some for gifts because it really is a nice book, which by the way, coffee table books look great sitting out as decor. That's true. Keep going. I'm sorry. So we're launching the uh, virtual tour of homes. Oh, fun. Yes. So for the next two weeks, we want to see your favorite Southern room. So 
You don't have to think about a whole house, just a room. And Does it, it can, have to be their own house? It can be a friend's. It can be a relative's. Not like from traditional home magazine, though. No, like if you took a picture in the Biltmore when you were there last Christmas. Not that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. No. It's got to be one that you're in some Actually way Actually have walked to. in and you've took, taken yeah. a picture. Um, and so all the details are going to be on our, our Instagram and Facebook, but we want you to follow us and Eric Ross and post a picture and use the hashtag Enduring Southern Homes Tour. And we will select a winner after the next two weeks and send you a copy of Eric's book. Love it. It is gorgeous. It is. It really is. We're excited to see people's rooms. And yeah, so I just wanted to drop that in and make sure everybody knew about that. Instagram is a great place um, to get design ideas, too. I think there's some great people, you know, on there. I'd love to hear some of the favorite Instagram accounts from some of our listeners yeah. just to check them out. A couple of ones that I like, there's one called um, Schumacher1889 that okay. has a lot of really pretty textiles that they do. Okay. Um, so that's one I like to look at yeah. on Instagram. Um there's some great Pinterest boards out. Yeah. I don't know. I just love to hear what people like in there. Well, and that's the beauty of following all of these social access pages that we have is this is basically like you're getting free consultation. It's so true. You're getting to flip through catalogs without actually having to meet with a designer. Now it might, may, may oftentimes lead, lead to you to the right the designer. designer. But at least then you know, like, the styles that you yeah. like or elements that you're drawn to. So, yeah. Or if you do end up getting to hire Eric Ross, you can say, here's some rooms you've done that I like. Yes. And here's some rooms that I like from other people. And yeah. that will help direct yeah. the designer as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's all kinds of Pinterest boards out there to give you ideas and different things. I've got my own Pinterest boards. I like to... Um, divide by rooms, like bathrooms that I like or bedrooms that I like. Yeah. But you see division of people uh, organize all different ways, like just by colors oh, I know. or glass and wood. And and it could be wood in bathrooms. And like I'm like, that. no, I don't yeah. want Yeah, wood. I need all I'm my... looking for a living room. Yeah. See, so I have to go by room. shows you how different people categorize things. Yeah. It's funny, too. That is funny. That's probably like a personality Thing. Probably would tell you something. How people but, sort. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one other thing I do want to say, though. I'm sorry. I did want to say this. There are many stores that are design- owned by interior designers. Yes. Where you can actually go into a storefront. Yeah. They have some items for sale. Um, we have one right up the street from us called Refresh. Right. And so it is a storefront that you can walk in. They have some fun furniture, lighting, yeah. decor oh, they've pieces. they've got a cool display, yeah. But they also, there's more than just that. You can hire designers to come look at your room. You can, like, maybe they have a couch there. Right. But they have samples of fabrics, just like Eric Ross or any other designer is going to have, where you can see options. Um, But I wanted to mention Refresh because our mom makes pillows for Refresh. They sell pillows. they go in, buy fabrics. Mom makes pillows for them, and they sell them in the store. Um, they also do custom projects yes. for people, um, as do most designers. Yeah. So 
But it's just a different way of kind of going in. If you have no idea what you like, you can look around, kind of start to see what textiles you like. That's good. Yeah. And then go in a direction. They can kind of, those kinds of places can help steer you in a direction. You can touch and feel. Yeah. And I'm sure Eric would say, if you meet with him, it's helpful to know like what, here's some images that I like. Yeah. Just to help give direction. Right. And then you can start mixing things. I feel like everybody has to, most people can make decisions by eliminating Easier than, than saying, this is what I like. And okay. a lot of people do you don't know like? how to put into words what they like, right. but they can go, yes, no. Yeah. Yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's I think, a good nutshell of Southern Interior. Good job, sis. We did it. We did it. Well, again, you guys participate in this giveaway because you're going to want this book. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So... Get your photos loaded up, hashtag Enduring Southern Homes Tour, and you've got two weeks to do it. We'll see you here next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.